Hello, this is the 36th tale in a year and a day of weekly short stories set in the split worlds. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we will begin. This story is called Drinking Problem. Something's definitely wrong with Jack. Frank tutted at his daughter. She was peeking round the edge of the neck curtains like his wife used to. Where's my cup of tea? I'll get it in a minute. He's talking to those lads again. So he's made some friends, can't you be happy about it? I don't like them. At least he hasn't been out with them for a couple of days. It looks like they're trying to get him to go with them. Where's my tea? He said no. Thank God for that. He's coming in. She looked at her watch. I've got to go. But what about... I'm going to be late for work. I'm on nights, remember? Your tea is in the oven. Make sure Jack eats too. And Dad? She put her hands on her hips and frowned at him, looking just like her mother. No whiskey tonight, okay? My house, my rules. He banged the arm of the chair. You should be grateful, not telling me what to do. If it wasn't for me... I know, I know. She held up her hands. Once the divorce is through, I'll be able to afford our own place again. I don't want Jack to be here too long anyway. It was good enough for you when you were growing up. If you'd married an honest man who did a proper day's work, you wouldn't be in this mess and that boy would be learning a trade. She sighed. We've been through this. I'll see you in the morning. No kiss, no tea. He scratched under his vest and listened to her fussing over the boy in the hallway. He wasn't being brought up right. Fifteen years old and no job, not even a paper round. Soft as shite. Hi, Grandad. Jack poked his head round the door. Make me a cup of tea for God's sake, Frank said, but the boy was halfway up the stairs before he'd finished the sentence. The door slammed and the music went on. Frank shuffled into the kitchen. He looked at the kettle, then got a glass and the whiskey. The boy was mollycoddled. That was the only problem he had. When he saw him sneaking out a few days before, he'd hoped the boy was off getting into trouble with the local boys, instead of looking down his nose at them like his mother. But since then, all he'd done was skulked about, clutching his bag like it had the crown jewels in it. Frank hoped it was a dirty magazine or two. Then there'd at least be hope. The whiskey went down like milk, and was soon running low. Jack! he yelled. The boy came downstairs and stood in the doorway with hands in pockets and shoulders hunched, looking at him from under a mop of hair that would be more at home on a girl. Get down the shop and buy me a bottle of whiskey. Frank held out a warm twenty-pound note from his pocket. They won't sell it to me. I'm too young. Bollocks they won't. Tell Amir it's for me. He knows who I am. Won't make no difference, Grandad. It's against the law. Anyway, Mum said you shouldn't drink so much. Come here. When Jack was close enough, he clipped him round the ear. At least try, you good-for-nothing little git. I'm thirsty. He tucked the note into Jack's pocket and pushed him towards the door. Jack glanced up the stairs and left. What was he hiding? If there was a dirty magazine up there, he wouldn't mind a look. Frank panted his way up to the boy's room. There were posters of comic book heroes on the walls. Where were the women? 
Where was the calendar full of models in bikinis? There was something wrong with that boy. The bag was on the bed. Frank found an old metal box inside, heavy enough to be made of iron, with bands of copper riveted around the outside. There was a keyhole with a bent paperclip in it. Frank opened the box, but dropped it on the bed when he saw the contents. What are you doing in my room? Jack said from the doorway. He hurried to his bag and saw the box on the bed. That's my stuff. What's wrong with you? Frank shoved him, and the boy was as easy to knock over as his wife had been. What kind of boy keeps a doll in a box? What's it supposed to be, a fairy? You queer boy. Shut up. Jack reached for the box, but Frank struck his hand and tried to pull the doll out. It was fixed to the bottom by one of its tiny arms, held fast by a copper band and rivets. Frank could see other bands in the box had been broken. The fairy doll felt soft and Frank let it go, disturbed by the way its skin looked so real. He slammed the box shut. This is going in the bin. Anything else in here need throwing out? He looked at the nearest poster, one of a man in a green costume, all muscles. He ripped it off the wall. No queers in my house. Jack lunged for the box, and Frank backhanded him. There was no strength in the boy, that was his mother's fault. But Jack got straight back up and barreled into him like a rugby player. Frank crashed into the wardrobe, dropping the box. Jack stepped over him and opened the box with the speed of a boy who loves dolls too much. But then he yelped as something flew out of it. The last copper band had detached in the fall, and the doll looked like it had come to life. Frank squeezed his eyes shut against the hallucination. You freed me, said a tiny voice. You're real, Jack replied. I knew it. What a horrible old man, the fairy couldn't possibly have said. Shall I turn him into a newt for you, or make his eyelashes into thorns? I could make him bray like a donkey whenever he speaks, whatever you wish. Frank kept his eyes shut waiting for the funny turn to pass. No, said Jack. He's just a sad old man. I just wish he wouldn't drink any more. There was a delighted giggle and then a tingling at the end of Frank's nose. He tried to ignore that too. Bye-bye, sweet boy. I'll remember you. Frank heard a small popping sound and then the door to the bedroom slammed shut. When he opened his eyes, he was alone with just the crumpled poster next to him. The box, and its doll, was gone. He shivered and sat up. Even after all that had happened, for the first time in years, he didn't fancy a drink. That's the end of this week's story. If you'd like to find out more about the Split Worlds, then go to www.splitworlds.com. Thank you for listening.